All right, stocks in the session and uh, solid territory here. Up for the day, Dow the worst performer, barely squeezed by. But the Nasdaq had the most dramatic fade as uh, we start off real strong, over percent. Nasdaq was uh, bid up until about 10 a.m. Chicago time, and then things rolled over. We flipped red at one point, but didn't take, and uh, we held. So again, we're having trouble really building a lot of upside, uh, but our downside still remains limited in the Nasdaq around 12,500 to 600. That's now our low that stretches back to the end of last month. NASDAQ repeatedly finds some buyers when it gets below about 12.6. And the S&P has found a pretty steady stable of buyers around 4,100. Uh, but again, we're talking about a week and a half of range or so, about a week. So we're just kind of going sideways here. Let's bring in Scott Durfee and Kevin Green. Our panelists this afternoon, Scott's a contributor here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Kevin's a senior derivatives manager at Charles Schwab. Uh, Scott, we start off this week with a big bounce and then a pretty hard fade and then just kind of a simmer. So it doesn't seem like there's a lot of conviction here in this market. What do you think? Yeah, no big surprise, right? I mean, this is uh, the kind of thing that I expect uh, traders and investors to be kind of experiencing I don't know for how long, but it's going to take a minute for all of this to shake out. As long as we still see uh, jobs where they are, you know, consumers are still spending, even though all of that in spite, in spite of high inflation, uh, which is, you know, we're going to see another bump soon on that as well. So, you know, as long as these things are still at bay, Oliver, we are, you know, we're going to see some up days. We're going to see some down days. And, you know, I don't think we're done. I don't think we're done with the challenges that we've been facing in the economy to the point where at any level can we express any type of confidence in any sort of bullish momentum. We can see daily moves or even intraday moves, things along those lines. But to establish any, any kind of uh, daily momentum, I think we're still a ways out. Music to your ears, right, Kevin? Uh, limited upside does yeah. uh, think kind of the baseline you've described us and how you're viewing the market. And uh, with bonds moving today, perhaps we found the culprit again. Yeah, Oliver, I think you are correctly uh, correctly right there. The 10-year is really what's driving this, uh, a little bit of a sell-off today. Now, we did have a really good, strong day to start off, but we started seeing that go down as the interest rates started going up. And that might be a precursor or something that's alluding to maybe a hot inflation number coming in on Friday. Um, I, you know, you can always try to infer that from the fixed income market here, and maybe they're trying to position themselves for a hot number and then uh, try to assess what the Fed would actually do as a reaction to that hot number here. I'm not sure where it's going to come in at. If I had a crystal ball, I'd definitely let you know. One other technical level that I've been seeing in this marketplace, once we get to 41.65, it seems like as soon as we cross that level, it sells back off. We've done that five times in the last uh, five, six trading sessions here. Mm. That particular level is really key. That's a key resistance level for the marketplace here. But I'm right there with Scott. I think you're at a 25 VIX. We hit 30 uh, earlier today on the VIX. If we're going to remain at that type of level, you're going to continue to see this choppiness. I still think that we are going to see a range-bound market here for the foreseeable future between that 4,300 level and the 3,800 level, unfortunately. Okay. So uh, S&P 500 here failing in the high 41s. Good observation as uh, every level is uh, useful to keep our eyes on when a few things repeat at that level. And uh, it seems like there's been a little repetition there like that point as we kind of carve out a range 
Inflation fried, I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to, Scott, uh, and the uh, peak inflation crowd. I think they're kind of sweating a little bit because the month over month is expected to heat up. Yeah, that's what they're saying, right? And, and if that's the case, then, uh, you know, what's the, the Fed going to do? You know, there, there's some that may be hoping that a, uh, you know, a t you know, maybe not as aggressive approach might be the way that the uh, Fed may be le leaning, but they can't be. Uh, if we see inflation numbers that, you know, even warm up a little bit, I mean, we have to, we have to see the Fed react the way that they've set out that they're going to react. Uh, they're going to react. So, you know, it's just not, not just that. You can see we've got other stuff coming up. You know, we've got jobless claims Thursday. We've got CPI uh, Friday, as you mentioned, as long with consumer sentiment. And those two things are going to work really hand in hand and kind of a paint. Those two things on Friday are going to work really hand in hand and kind of a painting a picture as to where the consumer is, obviously, in terms of the economy right now and the effects that it's going to have on it. Apple thinks the consumer is good enough to let them pay later. Uh, but as uh, Dan DeLev told us earlier, uh, perhaps that uh, is a more stable market than some of the recent uh, slow payments suggest. You know, without any Fed speakers until next week when we hear from the FOMC, uh, Kevin, does that limit the upside here to the yield or does it allow bond traders to let their imagination run if we do get that warm CPI? I would say continue to look at that three and a quarter for the 10 year. I think that's going to be a very key level that the market's going to uh, really focus on. If we can stay below that level, I think that provides a little bit more confidence for those equity traders that are out there. But I think another economic indicator that's gonna be very, very important that comes out tomorrow is gonna to be consumer credit. So utilizing, seeing the consumers utilizing credit, we saw a huge spike last month in this number here. Uh, let's see if that continues because that will also show you the condition of the consumer, not only as far as spending, but potentially getting to a level of over leveraging themselves and maybe Maybe they will have to pair back as inflation continues to stick here. This number for Friday for CPI is going to be very, very key, Oliver. We had natural gas over $9, and you're looking at the futures contract. That happened. That's going to be reflected in this particular print. Uh, oil well above 100 bucks for the most uh, part of, of last month. That's going to be a huge thing to also keep in mind. Wheat prices continuing to go up and maintain levels. So there's going to be a lot that's going to be in the CPI number, and I'm looking forward to seeing this on Friday, but I would not, uh, you know, make neglect some of those other key indicators that are going to be coming out throughout the week. Okay. And uh, it's a pretty busy week for the economic data, so maybe replacing also our lack of earnings. Not a lot of big companies reporting. Uh, Apple today, uh, you know, 50 bips higher, but uh, lost about two bucks during the day as uh, the developers conference went on. Kevin and I discussed an upgrade to Advanced Micro uh, and a partnership with Neo, but the stock still failed to rally there. So it just uh, doldrums maybe, Scott, is the way to describe this without earnings. It seems like some of the momentum in some of these big tech companies is uh, slowing to start off the week. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I think that we may be able to anticipate that kind of uh, trajectory or movement over the next coming weeks as well. Uh, you know, you can see here we've got some earnings coming up. Some of these may have some of a better traction fit than what we've seen with uh, some of the big tech. But, you know, you're 100 percent right, Oliver. Uh, a little lackluster. I think the whole Apple thing today was great and some new things coming out. But, you know, how much of that really equates to 
to a bottom line uptick, is which is what investors are expecting to see when these things come out. So, you know, rhetoric's great. It's fun. But where the rubber hits the road, that's what matters. And so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wait and see what we see in the very limited uh, earnings calendar this week. But, uh, you know, there may be some surprises. We'll just kind of wait back and, and see what happens. You know, uh, the uh, point about, uh, you know, the rubber meeting the road, seems like uh, Apple's talk about a few software updates is not exactly enough to rev the engines. Uh, so that's going to come down to the consumer, too. Uh, maybe China's reopening as well, a potential wild card this week here, uh, Kevin, if we get some news flow out of Beijing or Shanghai. I believe so. We see the news what happened with Didi as well, right? That that's something that's been looming over a lot of these Chinese stocks for a very long time. And now that's gotten lifted a little bit. You're starting to see a lot of those companies popping up. And let's see if they're going to be able to be the driver here. I think right now, unfortunately, the key driver for this market and what happened this morning, why we saw such a good pop, is because of these re-ratings. We're seeing these re-ratings from these agencies that are coming out and and saying, you know, buy XYZ or sell XYZ. And that's really what's driving this particular market, in my opinion here. So we don't have that much earnings going on this week. I think DocuSign is going to be an interesting one because that's been very volatile after earnings. I'm going to keep my eye on that. Uh, but we'll probably see some other news that comes through the headlines, but China will be key. Just gonna have to see how this is all going to pan out because there's some geopolitical things in China that's still actually uh, causing a little bit of angst for investors, if you will. For sure, okay, guys, good combo. Nice assessment of today's limited action and a preview here into the rest of the week. Scott Durfee, Kevin Green holding down the fort. Nice work, guys.